We're back, baby. 2023. Actually, I think, do we do a podcast in 2023 yet? No, we're... We're back, no. baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not, not my computer doesn't fucking load shit. No, I'm going to say no. And yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. So, yeah, hi. Um, we have not um, convened a podcast since the championship game, since Sam was triumphant over Adam, but... Man, some crazy shit went down. You know, we haven't really had a chance to talk base, touch base on it, but um, a lot of drama, you know, not so much in this league, but some other leagues with uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and Buffalo Bills game, how that, you know, kind of impacted week 17 and, you know, many leagues championships. Um, so, yeah, we got we got to cover the championship game between Sam and Adam and the third place game between Stefan and Jer. Uh, some off-season kind of look-aheads for the two last teams, uh, Sam and Adam. And then, you know, we're already jumping ahead to the off-season. And, you know, what the teams that we're rebuilding are looking forward to. Uh, the rookie draft. We'll do a first-round rookie, rookie draft between you and me, Dan. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's just you and I, actually, this week, Dan. Uh, yeah, how are you no, doing? Nick, I'm good, man. Sending some love to Nick and my godson, Robin, not feeling well. And, you know, sending you and your two little ones all the healthy vibes here as we finish out a very tame, mild December into a decent January as we approach golf season becoming maybe starting a little early. But we'll see. But life is good. I'm I'm in a good spot. I'm in a very good spot. I've been one drink tonight, so we'll see how well this goes. Well, you're not in a great spot then if it's only been one drink. So. I, I pace myself on podcast nights. Otherwise, you're in deep trouble. So I, I, the humor in this trap. There's a, there's a direct correlation between Dan's drinking and podcast listens. I, I don't know what that says. I think that's but a it's, lie. It, No, it's a fact. Oh, is it? It is. Oh, I, think like, I think like our two highest like watch or listen pods. Now, I don't know like what goes into this. Like if you pause it, if you come back, what it all means. But our two highest listened or our two most listened to podcasts are both podcasts where, um, to put it nicely, you Get indulged, you indulged uh, yourself quite a bit uh, with yeah. your Tito's. Uh, during those episodes yeah thankfully enough shout out jerry i am i have a bottle of tito's that i just broke into that was a christmas gift from him so i appreciate you sir the gift that keeps on giving close so for much. another 72 hours yep all right dan well let's you know take a tr- trip back you know before we move on to the 2023 off season uh we got to go back and look at the playoff finales we had the third place game between stefan and jer and um ultimately Stefan prevailed. Yep. Any quick takeaways from that one? It's, you know, third place. I know not many people give a, you know, hoot about that one. I mean, you like the fact that you saw Josh Jacobs show up. Chris Godwin put up some points. Jacoby Myers gave yourself a pretty decent one. You got an okay showing out of Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Jerry, you had a couple guys, Lanning, specifically DK Metcalf, and just guys that were pretty average. I don't, there wasn't a whole lot of flashiness in this game. Nope. With it, it, I mean, would we have one player break 21 that was in an active roster? Yeah, just one person. Only, yeah, two people yep. over 18 points. Yeah, which it's is scary to think. Of. That's, so, it's yeah, not great. Okay. That's not a recipe for success. But, I mean, a couple benchings. Jamal Williams, 22 points. Um, I think Stefan had one that was a big one as well. Um, Jermaine Johnson had 13. Hodgins, 14. So, 
I mean, it was just a lackluster game. Both teams, both teams underperformed, and you don't like to see that, which means both teams maybe have something to look forward to in the offseason to maybe acquire, maybe build on, but not what you want to see out of either of the third or fourth place teams here. But, you know, someone prevailed, and congratulations to Stefan for taking home third place this year. Yep, kudos. All right, and let's move on to the granddaddy of them all. The championship game uh, was a battle between Sam and Adam, and, I mean, for most of the se- or for a good chunk of the season, like these were the teams that like, we really thought were going to be here at the end. I know Zane had, you know, Zane and Stefan, I think, had their moments, um, but injuries kind of really knocked them down towards the end when they were, you know, starting to really peak. Uh, but Sam and Adam were just two incredibly strong teams. Uh, they both had the bye going into the playoffs. You know, they both, you know, continued that in the, the conference finals. And then here they met in the playoffs or in the championship game. And at the end of the day, Sam was victorious. Um, You know, Dan, I'm just curious your thoughts before we really dive into this matchup. You know, the Bengals and um, Bills, you know, that game was just canceled, you know, to what we saw, um, you know, unfold um, that Monday night. Um, You know, what's just kind of your reaction and just how that played out? I mean, neither of us were obviously playing in that game for this league, but I know in other leagues, I think we both had some impacts, you know, to that game and just how it all played out. So what's kind of your takeaway with everything? Yeah. I mean, the first thing obviously is, is the health and safety of players and Damar Hamlin having progressed and is obviously back amongst his peers and walking around and being in the, being in the living is, is huge. Seeing as he had to have, you got defibrillated on the field. He had CPR performed on him. Yeah, I like how you use the words thought. being in the being with the living like that's it's I true. Mean, so, he literally so, was dead. You know, so did you scary. when he woke up from being like not being able to breathe on his own, he came to. Do you know one of the first questions he asked was? Who won the game? Who won the game? And what was the answer? <laughs> that it's something from a Disney movie. No, you it was it, yep, you won the game. You won the game of life. And that's the continued piece to and I'll get on my sentimental soapbox here just because I'm a big life guy and I'm always glad to have positive. It's one of the things Ruth hates about me is my eternal optimist attitude. I mean, it just makes you realize that there's more to sports. There's Mm -hmm. more to life than certain things and just being able to survive each day and enjoy the things that you have is huge. And shout outs to Mark, shout out to everybody that donated to his charity drive, looking to raise $2,500 and eclipsed a couple million just super, super cool. But I, from a fantasy perspective, taking certain emotions and things aside, it sucks to see this kind of caliber game canceled where yeah. in a sports format, it mattered so much. And the NFL had to take into consideration the fact that so much revenue lies in these games. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, who knows, like the, the fans that paid for tickets, were they ever refunded? Like what kind of pieces played into this? You lose sight of certain things. And it's, it's a hard spot for the NFL. I think the NFL took a long time to make the right decision, but I think they made the right decision mm-hmm. to, to cancel it. It should have come a lot sooner, even with playoff implications and certain things. Like, we should always have a contingency plan, and I think this game showed us that we need to be prepared for the worst in every single game, and that should yeah. be something that the league looks at each and every week to say, all right, if this game goes to shit, what do we do? Yeah, no, I think that's going to be a big priority this year. You know, in the offseason, I'm sure the NFL will make it a focal point with, you know, just having, you know, black and white rules in place just to, you know, 
try to make it as easy as possible for the teams, you know, in a situation that is unprecedented and, you know, no winning. Um, hopefully we don't see a moment like that for a very, very, very long time, if yeah, at all. That's, um, I mean, but, that's probably the scariest sports injury I've ever seen. Like, I, I, so I'm curious, like the biggest sports injury you've ever seen prior to DeMar Hamlin was what? I mean, the two things that like just kind of like live rent free in my head, um, you know, I don't think neither of them are like, you know, fatally like related, but just like yep. kind of scarred. Uh, one would be the Kevin Ware um, Louisville basketball player injury just with 100%. the compound fracture. Um, and the second, you know, being a Bears fan, just Johnny Knox. Um, if for people that don't remember, he was a wide receiver for the Bears, probably what got 10 to maybe 15 years ago at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and he just had an injury where his body bent in a way it shouldn't have bent. And he's lucky to not have been paralyzed and seriously harmed. But it's just if you're not squeamish and you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm sure you can Google it. But it was just not a pleasant injury to see. His his head touched his heels. Yeah, for lack of a better way to yeah. put it, like for so now you don't have to look at it. Look it up. I just his head touched his heels. Yeah, like that's that. Yeah, I mean for me, Kevin Ware takes the cake. With that, there was one I remember sitting at the Ruth household with Nick and Kevin, and we watched uh, the linebacker's leg get absolutely demolished. I forget the name of all the players, but uh -huh. that was a that was a real rough one too. But yeah, I mean this is by far I think the craziest thing outside of the one um, college basketball player that had like passed out on the floor and oh. had to be restarted again. Yeah. I mean, just scary shit, but I mean, yeah, for sure. It just goes to remind us that there's a little bit more to, to life than just sports and passions and everything like that. It's actually breathing. Yeah, no big time. And it's, you know, you're absolutely right. But then it's also just, I mean, there's never a good time for stuff like this to happen, but it's happening end of the season, you know, a huge playoff implications, you know, it doesn't matter for the NFL's perspective, but fantasy football, like this is, you know, championship weekends for, you know, teams, um, you know, you, I know, I believe had a matchup. You were actually in um, the I middle did. of, I had a matchup. I mean, I'm commissioner of a few leagues and I think three of them had matchups impacted by that game. I mean, what was kind of your thought process and how it should have played out? You know, we obviously saw Sam and Adam agree to, you know, moving on to week 18 for the two players that they had left, uh, Joe Burrow and Stefan Diggs, um, to get things tied out. But, you know, did you have, you know, a preference or an idea on what made the most sense for yeah, so, I mean, unprecedented times? You can let it look at it from a couple different ways. So in my other league, you are 100% correct. I needed 20 and a half points out of Josh Allen. Josh Allen has done that in 75% of the games that he's played this year. Pretty... So odds are saying that, He's going to get there. Seems There's no doubt in my mind. Game. Yeah, but it's but he didn't have a very good first drive. So you begin to question: Is he going to be able to do this? Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's an interesting piece because you don't know. Oh, and so, yeah, it's, so, so I I go I go through a couple of schools of thought. Option one, which immediately got shot down, which I think was bullshit by the commissioner, was. All right, so there's a 75 percent chance that Dan wins this. He gets seventy five percent of the of the winners pool and 25% of the third, or the second place pool. Whereas the guy that has the less chance who didn't have anybody playing in the game gets 25% of first place and 75% of second place that got shut down immediately. Don't understand why, but we'll let that go. 
I actually think that's the most reasonable one for the record, but continue. Okay. So option two is you just, what the results are is the results are your game got canceled. Sorry. That's just what the NFL decided. This is your payout. Now I'm talking about, that's a difference for me for losing and taking $300 home or winning for six fifty. Yeah. Pretty significant dip in, Hey, sorry, go fuck yourself. So ultimately we came to chop the pot. Like it was, Mm-hmm. It was what it was. And I, at the end of the day, I don't resent that. I don't, I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel great about it, but I think overall it's the most fair because of where our situation was in our current matchup here. There was a little bit of a larger gap, so to speak with it. Um, I mean, Sam had Joe Burrow playing. I don't think Sam had anybody else that was in there, which he didn't. Nope. Yeah. It was, it was just Joe Burrow versus Diggs. Yeah, and and Diggs and Diggs needs to make up what at that point in time thirty. Um, pr- prior to this game, or yep, not factoring to... it, Sam was up thirty-eight points. Okay, thirty-eight points. Diggs did that one time this year. He yep. broke thirty twice, but odds are not in his favor to get twelve receptions for one hundred forty yards and three touchdowns against Tennessee. That's just not in the favor of what he was looking at. Can he do it? Yes, which means that there is this piece that plays into it. But that means he has to overcome 38 points in addition to what Joe Burrow scores. Yeah. In my eyes, from, again, this is my opinion. I obviously respect what these guys chose to do. This was a cut and dry Sam win from, from the beginning. There was no if ands, or buts about it with what this outcome could have played. And I think in certain situations where I don't envy your position, I obviously am a vocal voice in this league. This was a Sam win for me from, from the fact that this game got canceled was just, Hey, like there's no way you can make up 38 plus yeah. one. Yeah. So, I mean, my philosophy, like it's been that this happened in a few leagues that I commissioned, I wanted the teams that were involved to figure it out. I didn't want to get in. I didn't also want like the peanut crowd of like the league to yeah, like kind of weigh in their thoughts. I just think the two teams that were in the middle of it, they should figure it out. I think what you recommended, I think, actually, is my preferred route in in this fact that if you, for whatever reason, were winning, like 80, had an 80 percent chance of winning, you know, at that point going into that game, I think the pot should be split 80 percent to you, 20 percent to the other person. And you can, you know, call it a day um, and vice versa. Um, I, you know, or, you know, gentlemen's just agreement like, yeah, you're going to Josh Allen's going to score five points you win. Like, I'm going to concede. Or, yeah, there's no way Stefan Diggs scores 70 points. You win. Um, just, like, a reasonable level. But, like, week 18, I would never, ever, ever no. want to see that happen. So, kudos to Sam. And, uh, you know, I, you know Sam just wanted to get the W. But kudos to Sam for, you know, going with that. You know, Adam, you know, I understand fight for another day. But, oof, I that would have been. Because just week 18, it's just a different set of scenarios. Different playouts, you know, teams resting guys, different scenarios for stuff, different matchups. Like, I that would I would never do that if I was involved. Like, that just made zero sense to me. But it, yeah, it didn't I mean, impact things this week, you know, by any means. You know, Sam was a team that should have won, and he did end up winning. I'm just gonna throw this out here for the yeah. two people that do commission the other league that I'm in that may or may not participate in this league. <laughs> okay, just saying, Nick backs me. Just. Just going there. I got kind of hosed, but we'll just. Yeah, your, I mean, your, your friend took the benefit of this. I had a 70, 75% chance. 
just yeah and it's funny i i honestly didn't know whatever i i still don't even know who you're playing against i just know you were impacted um but yeah i mean at the end of the day it's an unprecedented situation so i'm not going to fault whatever agreement that any league came up with because it's it's an unwinning you know situation no one's going to be 100 percent happy so you know kudos to you know any league to, uh for the scenario that they came up with and you know hopefully it was a reasonable one but yep nope you're not wrong i agree so when we look at the matchup i mean it's you know, this was just kind of a crowning like moment for Sam's team. Um, just dominated across the board. I mean, you know, his stud showed out. You know, Christian McCaffrey goes for over 30 points. Etienne, Lamb, um, DeAndre Swift, you know, go for over 20 points. Um, his quarterback, you know, Joe Burrow obviously didn't have a chance. Um, Fields wasn't great. Um, but you know, his his studs were studs. And when you look at Adam's team, you know, Mahomes, Eckler. You know, Najee, Schultz, you know, were yep. pretty awesome. But then there was just so many disappointments. Bad I mean, breaks. you know, Jefferson, you know, that was probably, that was brutal. Was that his worst game of the year? I think, I you know, Jair, Jair Alexander just like haunted that man's dreams all game. It was, you know, brutal to watch. Yeah, it was like it was by far his worst game of the year. Um, So, you know, kudos to Sam. You know, he just dominated, you know, exceeded his scoring, you know, projections uh you know as adam had some underperformances but you know this this was sam's win you know what, what else can you say yeah i mean no credit or no second qb for adam really killed him he had mahomes but i mean matt ryan got benched he keep benched rudolph yeah, playing hunt man, with white yeah not like white mean, just didn't Jack shit. Nothing. Deonta Foreman did nothing. Zach Knight did absolutely nothing. I mean, it sucks. You sit down and you have uh, uh, Cordell Patterson on your bench. Chase Edmonds still wasn't a great week for him. Mm-hmm. It, you just don't feel good. You got some very underwhelming performances off of the depth in your roster, and that you don't feel good about it. And that that maybe is Adams' interesting kryptonite as we potentially go ahead and look at what we'll talk about eventually is the future of Adam's roster and where his team sits. Yeah. Well, why don't we, you know, transition off that? I don't think there's anything else to say. I mean, kudos. Well, I guess actually, well, you know, for Sam's team, kudos to him for winning. Um, And also, you know, this is year four. One thing that's really impressive, I think um, is when you see the first team that does like a pure rebuild um, when they win. And it's not just, you know, because sometimes you see people like kind of punt like the first year. Um, Sam capitalized on, you know, he drafted like a, a very old and horrible roster in the start off. Um, if you, if anyone remembers, you know, I think he had Tom Brady. He had Antonio Brown. He had DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I think he had like only one running back. I can't even remember. Off, I think he had like a what was it? Damian Williams. He had some hype with the Kansas city chiefs. Um, I think he Godwin was his best young player, um, but just not a very like legit roster and capitalized, you know, sold his whole team, you know, was the only team selling, you know, probably would be an unprecedented rebuild nowadays um, just in terms of draft capital he was able to get. Um, but, you know, kudos to him for pulling that rebuild around and, you know, getting a championship done so quickly. Cause I don't think that's something that a pure rebuild happens as quickly as it did with Sam. And I don't think we're going to see it again for, you know, when we look at 
some of the other rebuilding teams in this league. I think the road can be a little bit long. Yeah, and I give I give credit to Sam's draft strategy. Some of the pieces he moved on, some of the pieces he acquired, and then and then dipped on. I mean, just big big W's there. With yeah, him. it's it's hard to argue against some of the pieces that he went through. And I mean, getting McCaffrey from me, getting some other pieces, like they played into him doing well. So kudos, sir. Let's see how long it lasts. Yeah, um, that's... before you get to do it all over again. Exactly. I mean, that's we're playing dynasty. It's not just about winning one. It's about winning multiple. And, you know, Stefan, two and three years. Can Sam, you know, match that or, you know, succeed that? You know, we'll we'll find out. We'll find but out. You just mentioned moving on to the offseason. So let's talk about Adam's team. Uh, when you look at it right now, how are you feeling, you know, with Adam's team going to the offseason in the future? What kind of moves can he make? Will he make to maybe, you know, get him back to this game and maybe get him over the hump? He has zero draft capital. No, 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 no. He has a 2024 fourth round draft pick. I repeat, he has zero <laughs> draft capital. There's nothing on that fucking roster. His starting lineup, Mahomes is great. There's no second QB. Eckler, I he he I have him in another league. I hate moving on from him in this league, but I did. Outstanding. Najee Harris been good. Diggs, outstanding. Jefferson, outstanding. Kittle, great. Schultz. Let's see where his landing spot is. Yep, free agent to be. Yep, free agent to be. Chase Edmonds coming up next. Eh, not an ideal situation. Michael Hardman lost in that offense. Julio Jones does not exist. This this Irwin fella with injuries looked good. With no injuries, did not see playing time. There's some depth pieces here on Adams' roster that makes me exceptionally nervous about what he has the ability to do and repeat. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think... Yeah, Mahomes, awesome. Jefferson, awesome. Like he has, you know, not underestimating it, like two probably top 10 startup picks in our league. You know, Mahomes and Jefferson, 100% both go in the top 10. Uh, yep. Mahomes, top two. Um, and, you know, Eckler, you know, Harris Diggs, all Kittle, like those are all really good options. But it's just, you know, I'm with you. Like the depth, I think, is a question mark. I think this was his real, you know, this was everything lining up like with the quarterback situation, like what, you know, between Heineke, Winston, Matt Ryan, Mike White, Tyler Huntley, Andy Dalton, does any of those guys open the season next year as a starting quarterback? I'm going to go with no. Kyle. If you had, if you had to pick one, who would you pick to open? Oh God. Um, Heineke, Winston, Ryan, Mike White, Huntley, Andy Dalton. I think the Jets bring somebody in, so I got to rule Mike White out. Yep. And I think when we look at free agency, Rudolph gone, Dalton, Hineke, no. Winston, Ryan, and Dalton, I think are all free agents. So, yeah, yeah I think I, only White and Huntley will be back with their teams. Uh, chalk me up on the W here. I'm going to say Jameis Winston. Yeah, I'm with you. I think if you have to pick one, that's the only guy, but I. I, yeah, I, I don't feel great. I don't think it's going to happen either. No, you don't. You, I think he'll get starts from those guys. Like, I think these guys will end up being backups and they'll get their opportunity. But I, I don't think, like, any of those quarterbacks are going to start more than eight games next year. I would say that's a pretty fair bet. At most. I, I probably lean the under. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, and again, like, you obviously, you can't, like, 
decline to happen randomly, but I'm not saying Eckler or Diggs are going to decline or Kittle's going to decline. But like when you're so top heavy with those guys, like if one of those guys, if Eckler just, and I'm, I don't, I don't expect it, but if Eckler is just like washed next year, like Adam's fucked. Yep, and correct. you know, the depth is limited. The draft pieces are limited. Like, you know, it's, the, the house of cards, like, we know with Adam's team, unless, like, he shocks the world and rebuilds, but just kind of knowing little that I do about him, like, he seems like a win-at-all-cost person, you know, it's it's going to be hard and fast whenever that day comes. Um, it could be next year. It could be in five years, you know. Eckler, Diggs, you know, Kittle, Harris, you know, these guys, you know, could play, you know, well into their late 20s, early 30s, you know, whatever the day or the age is, but... Um, I'm a little worried about Adam's team. Nope, I would agree. Um, the division he plays in, though, like, it's his saving grace. Um, outside of Stefan's team, you know, the competition is weak. Um, I think he's a lock, you know, to be in the playoffs, barring a Patrick Mahomes injury. Um, so that's, you know, something to hang your hat on. And we know um, when the day comes, like, August 23rd or whenever we finish our you know, rookie draft, you know, those 2026 picks are going to burn a hole in his pocket. Um, and it'll be interesting to see who he acquires when that, whatever, whatever, wow, whenever that day comes. And for the record, it's okay to retain your picks. I don't know if people know that. Like, it's not like $100 bills that are sequentially, no, like, numbered that you have to fucking get rid of so the cops don't find out. Like, I don't think Stefan, Kevin, or Adam know that. No, they definitely don't. So I'm going to say it right now. It's okay to hold picks for future use. Just in case shit goes to hell. Fair point. Just saying. The Uncle Dan PSA. Yeah, he's crushing You never want to hear it. All right. Let's move on to the champ. How are we feeling about Sam's team going into the offseason? Burrow and Fields. You feel really good there. You feel really good. Gino had a great year. Trey Lance obviously got wrecked. Um, So we'll see kind of what... San Francisco does. I don't think they move on from him. I think Trey Lance is going to be the guy they want to go with. Mm-hmm. But in the first what? game that he played, he didn't look good against the Bears. Well, he paid, played in a monsoon. That's true. I'll give you that. Desmond so Ritter is interesting. Sorry. No, before we move on from Lance, what, if anything, does Purdy have to do to keep the job next year? There's the no rest of this playoff job. If he wins the Super Bowl? Doesn't matter. Okay. I'm with you, but I'm just, I'm curious. Nope. Nope. I'm with Brock, you. At that point in time, it's a, it's a situational piece, and it's a system QB. And we saw this out of week 17 with dipshit from the fucking Packers go out and fucking put up 45 or something on the Lions mm-hmm. and then go to Seattle and lose his starting job because he was supposed to be the second coming on that system. Yeah, Offensive help make quarterback. Yeah. And I mean, Lance has only started three games. Yes. I think Lance, if you put us and one of them was in a third overall, he was drafted third overall. Give the man a chance. He deserves it. I'm with you. But I mean, Jimmy it, it's just, well, yeah, Jimmy G's gone. You know, Purdy, it's not, you know, he's a rookie, obviously. So they've got him locked and loaded. But it, it would be interesting if they won the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, it'd be, I guess, like Philly, right? You know, you, it's you have... a, I mean, in my eyes, this is a it's a Joe Flacco based offense with a little bit more explosion just because yeah. you have a Christian McCaffrey and um, Debo Samuel. Those two guys can help turn anything into additional yak. 
Oh, yeah. Um, Brandon Iokas looked good. George Kittle has been a go-to target. The offensive line has kept him up. Kyle Juszczyk deserves a little bit of credit. Um, oh, yeah. Because he is way better than Taysom Hill. Um, I'm not going to miss my chance to go fuck that guy. And the offensive line has been decent. That San Francisco defense has give him, given him opportunities to succeed in short yardage. You yeah. can't ask for a whole lot more out of that team. Shanahan's a guru. Puts, he, player, he puts his quarterbacks in position to succeed. It's a, but I think it's a system-type offense. He takes what he has, and he makes the most out of what they have the ability to do. Oh, yeah. And, and that's and, why I think for Trey Lance, that's why you, you're excited. Because Trey Lance, like, the bar could be very low for what he has to do to be successful because of what he can bring you on the ground with his legs. You know, yep. rushing quarterbacks are just a hack. So imagine just mild success in the passing game in this Shanahan offense. Like, Lance, you know, it's a very low bar for him to be an absolute stud. Yeah. No, in, in my opinion. Not disagreeing. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, you, you mentioned Ritter. Any chance he's the starter next year? The Atlanta team is a very interesting piece there. It's He got it late in the season to show it off, and mm-hmm. he didn't look good. He didn't look great, but he didn't look good. Mm-hmm. And he didn't look bad. It wasn't I, – I think the whole o- offensive scheme for Atlanta is fucked. <laughs> yes, like, I just – there's yeah. there's not a whole lot of – outside of Pitts, the Cordell Patterson, the um, – Drake London. Yep, Drake London. They, they need to build around them a little bit more. I think Ritter can run that offense. He's not going to be a Joe Burrow coming in. But he can definitely sustain some of that offense, I think, if they give him the opportunity to put the ball around. Do I feel super excited about it? No. Yeah. I don't. That's fair. Um, I mean, when you look at this roster and you go to the running backs, like just studs, McCaffrey, ETN, Kamara, Zeke, uh, DeAndre Swift, A.J. Dillon, um, you know, mix of younger younger and aging running backs, you know, with Zeke and Kamara, but you're still feeling good about that, you know, core, I think going into next year, really good actually. Yep. And the wide receiver core, I mean, it might be the best in the league, you know, AJ Brown, CD lamb. Um, you have Deontay Johnson, you have Devontae Smith, Amari Cooper. I mean, that's a strong, you know, five headed, you know, monster machine. Uh, at wide Do receiver, you feel I concerned think. that AJ Brown and, Deonta, or not Deontay Johnson, but um, Deonta Smith are on this roster? I mean, at the end of the day, they both finished, I believe, as... Deonta Smith was wide receiver top, nine. Top ten, you know, wide receivers. Yep. So, I mean, like... Do you it, think that's it, sustainable it's, it's for like Hurts? The... I don't see why not. No, I, I, I agree. I'm just asking the question. I, you yeah, challenge me, I, I'm going to challenge you. No. Oh, I don't see why not. I mean, I think, you know, when you look at Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, like it's very similar, I think, to, you know, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, you know, just this just unbelievable, you know, wide receiver core that both can be successful. You know, Mike Edwins, you know, Chris Godwin, you know, just. I think this offense can sustain two guys. So, um, yeah, I think it's fine, you know, for Sam's team and, you know, him looking forward or going forward. Okay. Um, I think if there's any like weakness or holes, it's I mean TJ Hawkinson has been pretty darn solid with this Minnesota uh, Vikings team after the the trade from the Lions, but you know the backup tight end I guess is maybe a little bit yep. lacking. Um, 
but I mean, that's really like it. Yeah, that's overall. It's a very solid roster. I'll, I'll be curious what happens with Albert O. Kind of going forward, he yeah, Dolchich being out and a couple other people. He had one good week, so I don't think there's any staying power. <sighs> He's still got Gronk on his roster. That's a lot of hopes and dreams there, but <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're right. Talk like this is a Michael Mayer like. Do I have the ability to trade some depth to get a Michael Mayer kind of guy, depending on where his roster spot is? Because yeah. Sam still has two firsts in upcoming drafts, two seconds, a third, and two fourths. So Sam yeah. has some capital that he could use to potentially solidify that. Yeah, he's got nothing in 2023, but basically nope. everything past that, which, you know, that's good. That's ammo to have. So that's nice. Yeah. Because I mean, I think Mayer might be, Mayer's a first round guy. 100% Mayer's going to go in the first round. Sure, how, yes. how early in the first round we'll find we'll find out but yeah that that'll be very interesting um so i mean i guess before we kind of move on from like the offseason teams um who's more likely to be in the championship game next year adam or sam adam or sam sorry sam 100 sam i don't think adam has the depth to get it there i think sam definitely has the depth yeah, I mean, even though Adam's in a weaker division, I still lean Sam as well. But I mean, I guess what am I saying? Like Stefan's a lock, you know, to make the the championship in the other league. No, I, I mean, I think as we started this league where Justice League was very defined. Yeah, we've seen it shift to the Avengers have a lot of confident pieces, and who knows where it's going to go, and that becomes the the interesting piece you're going through a small rebuild jerry's got some good stuff going on zane's strong but zane's got a lot of interesting offseason questions mm-hmm. um it's a very your division is very murky for lack of a better word i mean at the end of the day everyone like there's no bad teams in this division it, that might change this offseason maybe someone blows it up maybe there's an injury but like there's no pushover um you know, Adam, or excuse me, our Mons team, I know, finished with only four wins. But, you know, some of the moves that we saw at the end of the year, you know, he he's going to have a solid roster provided he has a second running back. Either he finds one or trades for one. Yep. So there's no easy W's next year in, in the Avengers division. Whereas in the Justice League, you know, Steve's still going to be a walking win for everyone. Um and, you know, I think your team and Chris' team are still, you know, there's going to be improvements this offseason, but it might not translate to a playoff spot yet for either of you. It could, but I don't think it's a lock by any means. How dare you? <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure you have your team as a playoff lock. We know how confident you are in yourself. So it, it, Alan Iverson would walk out in the course and walk out in the court and say he's the best player on the floor. Michael Jordan could be standing on the other side, but Iverson's still going to say it. I respect it. You, I, don't let your dreams be dreams. I get yep. it. Thank you, Shia Buff. All right, let's move on to, well, it's the offseason now. Kudos to Sam. You got the championship. Now you got to hit the grind. And that means the rookie draft. So let's, should we do a first round rookie draft that you're totally not prepared for? That that I'm, people that are going to laugh at some of the players you throw out maybe 100 well i mean i have enough to be dangerous with it but yeah i got we're 47 minutes in we talked for well no that's what the 
That's with our it's beginning. It's okay. It's with the beginning. We're probably about half hour. thirty minutes in here. Yeah. yeah, I've pulled up one website, and I'm gonna go off of shit that I find, and I hope the hell I can find out in the roster fast enough. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna alternate picks. I'll yep. start with the first pick, and we're gonna do like a mock draft for our league. So the first yep. pick on the clock is going to be a Steve, obviously. Yep. Um, so I'll, I'll start it off. I'm gonna go B. John Robinson. Um, I think we're at the point where just Unless he suffers a catastrophic injury, Bijan is going to be the number one overall player picked. And I don't care super flex leagues. I don't care if it's one quarterback's leagues. He's going to be the number one pick. Is Steve going to be the guy that picks him? That I don't know. But Bijan's going 1.1. So he's a running back that before he plays it down, he's going to be the number one running back in all of dynasty rankings, you know, ahead of Jonathan Taylor, ahead of Christian McCaffrey, whoever else you want to list. That's just the upside that he'll bring. Um, so barring just an awful draft process or an awful injury, it's the lockest of blocks. Can we beat John at 1.1? All right. All right. So that puts Chris on the clock. And where are we going, Dan? I mean, ideally, like, you want Bijan to fall here. That's, yep. I think, the ideal situation, but that obviously doesn't happen. So for me, with Davis Mills, we don't think he's going to start. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get a chance, but Drew Locke's not. Kellen Mudd's not. Sam Ellinger, no. Cam Newton, no. Why do you still have Cam Newton on your roster? <laughs> Figure that, no, Bryce Young. I think this is this is a lock for what what's needed on this roster. It makes the most sense. You hate that you have to take the quarterback here because you really wanted the running back. Granted, Algier had a good look, but I think if if Robinson goes one, you have to go Bryce Young here at two. For so let's assume Robinson goes one dot one. Does Chris take like is Chris going to take whoever is like the first overall pick in the NFL draft? Yes, I think that's a hundred percent the case. Yes, so if if Young goes one, and with He's whoever the best tra- one, if, if Stroud goes one, he takes that. I think Levis? that's purely no, absolutely not. I think I think if Levis somehow goes one, you don't think he's the first quarterback off the board. That screams Baker Mayfield 2.0 to me. Yeah. I think between Young and Stroud, those are locks. And I think that if Levis goes one for whatever reason to whoever the Bears trade to. Yep. The fact that the Texans pick at two, uh, the Colts pick at four, and Carolina picks at nine, I will take those situations with what I've seen in Big big time schools, big time games. I'll take those guys over Will Levis each day. I agree, um, but well, at backtrack. I think whoever goes one dot one in the real life NFL draft is my QB one. It's quarterbacks are just such a crapshoot. At the end of the day, they are. I will give the NFL teams the benefit of the doubt. So if I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be Levis, but. And I love Bryce Young, but I would probably just defer to the NFL rankings. It's crazy as that value is. All right, let's move on to your team, Dan, at 1.3. And I think this is where – I think this is the first draft pick that is really going to be attainable in a move. Um, just yes. because when you look at your team, you know, there's a lot of pieces that I think you like that give you hope. But I think there's still, like, a, an uncomfortable amount of holes on this team – and not a ton of draft capital. So I think if you could move this pick, um, I think you will pursue it. And yep. I think, you know, because of the players that are available, I think 
you know, you'll probably have a decent amount of action for it. So if you stay, which I'm going to say is less than a 50-50 chance is my my gut call with this. But if you stay, I'm going to go with best player available. And I think it's going to be then Jameer Gibbs uh, running back for just Alabama. He, you know, is a running back, you know, but if you want to contend, I think you need immediate production. And we look at his, you know, being a running back and just being someone that's so involved in the passing game. He's going to have such a high floor in the NFL offense is just because of the PPR element. Um, he could be, you know, a hundred pass catch, you know, player as a rookie in the NFL um, if the if he goes to a smart team. So um, I think, yeah, I think this is just the best player available. And, you know, as long as he gets, you know, the draft capital that we think we he will, like everyone seems to say he's the the second running back after B. John. I think that's my guy here for you at a one down three. Which really throws a wrench in how we do this. Cause like, it's like, all right. So if I do have the ability to trade the pick, it's somebody that wants CJ Stroud. Yeah, for sure. That's hundred percent where it is. I, I mean, I think Gibbs, I think Gibbs Stroud. Yeah. I think, I, I don't think it's ridiculous to take Gibbs ahead of Stroud. I think he's the best player available. Um, I, and I think even though Stroud might make sense for your team um, because Mac Jones has been a little bit disappointing, I just think Gibbs's ceiling is just much more tantalizing than Stroud, who, you know, we talked about Mac Jones. Like Mac Jones just for Mac Jones to be successful, he has to be like the best like passing quarterback in the NFL because he has he's a zero in the run game. That's what CJ Stroud is gonna be. And I like CJ Stroud. I think he's shown like enough to be excited about, but, but like, do you really think he's gonna be like the best passer in the NFL? Because that's what he needs to be to be like an elite fantasy option. So, I mean, if you're picking in like the top three, four, five, like I don't want someone that's going to be Derek Carr for at least me personally. And I know how you operate. I don't think you want that either. So that's why I got to go with Gibbs. Yeah. And I think, I think even if we move to four and let's say somebody trades up yeah. and gets Gibbs, I think with Armand's situation at quarterback, Tua had a well, great year. Oh, Chris ahead. is on the, Chris is on the clock here at four. Oh, it's Chris. Okay. Yeah. So Chris has Armand's pick. This is why we don't have nice things. Um, so Chris is me, back on the clock. He just took you took Bryce Young for him. CJ Shroud, you definitely go back to back here. I mean, house. I mean, so it's you got Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. Slayton. Okay, you don't feel good about Hollywood Brown. Trey Burks, you got a young guy there. Um, T Hilton's not going to be relevant. T Y Hilton's not going to be relevant. MBS, I mean, he has no. like Tony. He, okay, his quarterback core is Jimmy Garoppolo right now. So Which you don't feel sudden, good about. But if you don't feel good about if he's your QB1. If he's yep. your QB3, though, you feel pretty good. Yeah. I, I still think you take the shot, even though your your wide receiver situation isn't the best. Landing situation for Stroud, which is going to be a top four pick. There's yeah. no way to pass four. I'll take my shot in that offense each day. I think, I think 100% we could see double quarterbacks here go for Chris. I like it. I mean, it's, I mean, I mean quarterback they're, they're, is just... I mean, and that's the thing too, like, even though like with Stroud, like I, I don't love him, even Bryce Young, like he doesn't have like the rushing, like upside potential. We're just so desperate for quarterbacks for some of these teams. And, you know, you look at Chris's team, like it's just Jimmy Garoppolo, like Davis Mills is going to be a backup for the rest of his career, you know, Drew Locke backup for the rest of his career. Um, It's just, 
this is the only way you get quarterbacks usually is like picking them early in the top five or six of your super flex league. So I get it, you know, Stroud, you know, we're going to probably talk about a few more quarterbacks in this first round and it's, you know, just it's by need, it's by design. Like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy why these guys go high. Um, But you really don't have a choice to do otherwise. Yeah. I mean, this is where my move is going to impact what Chris does. Yeah, like, like I, it's a hundred percent. This is where life gets a little interesting here because I, I will be full transparent. I want to move the pick. Okay, I do. I, I, I don't think it's really reasonable for it, but I think I'm going to be. Well, let's take it a step further. Will the pick be moved prior to the rookie draft, or do you think it'll wait until the rookie draft's happening? I'm going to say I'm about fifty fifty right now. Oh, okay. I think so, I think so I, I think I can get now. a I can get a bigger haul after the rookie draft, mm-hmm. but I think I still have a lot of leverage with what's going to happen one, two, to a quarterback needy team at three, a running back team needy at three. I think it's a stretch a little bit to get the top wide receiver at three. But looking at what Armand has, you could end up with – it's interesting. So I think it's going to be what teams want to move up to what I can get back on. Fair enough. All right, let's move on. At picking five is going to be Nick Ruth. And it's a tough spot for Nick to be in. Um, especially just like when you look, you know, we'll see obviously how the combine plays out, how the the draft process plays out, but there isn't, I think, a clear RB3 right now in this class after, you know, Robinson and Gibbs. Um, That might change, you know, in the next three months Um, because Nick, obviously, his number one need, it's not even close. He needs another running back. Um, If he gets that, like this, he's got a, 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 um, a roster that is definitely ready to contend so maybe nick like too like this could be a pick like maybe he trades it like i don't know what he could you know turn around and get but like you know could you sell this pick for saquon barkley you know could you sell this pick for um javante williams or you know i'm just throwing wide or running backs out there but for like a running back in like the pick rb9 to like 15 could you do that because maybe if there's a rookie that doesn't make sense we see nick move it for a proven guy i don't know um but we're not doing trades right now, so I'm going to have Nick go best player available. And I think it's Quentin Johnston, uh, wide receiver for TCU. Um, it, it's not a need. You know, I, I'm sure Nick, the last thing he wants to do is take a wide receiver. But I think this is probably the best player available. And um, given the information we have now, I think it just makes the most sense. I, I don't think you're wrong. I really don't. Um, let's continue on at six. You're picking for me. Where am I going to go? Yeah. So this is, this two for you is an interesting pick because Mm -hmm. when I look at your running back depth, you have Dalvin cook, you have Javante Williams. Yep. And then we start looking at what you have left. Mostert. Okay. Questionable. We're not sure what's going to go on. Ronald Jones, not a thing. Um, what is that? Darrell Williams. I don't, I don't think so. Damian Harris. No. Deontay or Dearness Johnson, no. You know, Benjamin, no. Brian Robinson, yes, but we're still there. So, like, I could see maybe, again, with no trade, is this a stretch for another running back pick because Nick didn't take him? Or yeah. do we go back with the best second wide receiver in this one? And I think, as much as I want to say you're going to reach for a running back here, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think mm-hmm. you're going to go best player available. Russell Wilson on Sean Watson. 
Uh, all right, I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pivot here. You're gonna go Will Levis. Interesting. Okay. So you can't feel good about what you saw to Russell Wilson this year, right? Do you I think mean, that's a fluke, or do you think this is what's gonna come? I lean it's more of a fluke. I okay. expect, so I expect fluke. a Russell Wilson bounce back. Deshaun Watson, QB 35 on the year. Fluke I mean, or what's going to happen? I mean, he's 35 because it goes by total scoring. His no, last I get it. Beats, I'm just, I'm just saying that I'm just. I, I again, I expect him to rebound a little bit more. Kyler Murray's getting a new head coach and GM. Yeah, and coming off an ACL injury, so yep, that's going to be a fun year for him. Brissett sits. Sam Howell, do you think he starts? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I think when you look at Washington, they're kind of in the same spot as the Colts in the sense that like just trading for backup veteran quarterbacks that aren't going to be there long term, like is a waste of time. Um, So you want like someone young and more sustainable. So but I don't think the commanders have like the capital to go higher up like the Colts can to get a top rookie quarterback. So I think unless they somehow trade for a Lamar Jackson, if he becomes a free agent or, you know, is available in trade, I think it might make sense for them to go with Hall and just kind of punt the season and look ahead to the 2024 draft class with Caleb Williams, Drake May, Quinn Ears, something like that. So I think he might, maybe. So for me, the other guy that I had you between mm-hmm. is uh, Smith and Jigba. Okay. He would have been the next guy that I would have had there. But I think depending on how picks play out before you, Will Levis, to me, for you, is not a bad, depending on landing situation, it's not a bad fill-in for the oh-shit situation if Murray is out a little bit longer, Sam Hall doesn't win the job, and then you just have Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it, and I think Will Levis, you know, we'll see how it plays out. No one likes Will Levis right now, but you read stuff about the draft and, like, all these quote-unquote experts they're swearing the NFL likes Will Levis more than you think. And if that means, then is he going to be a top five pick in the draft? And if he is, like, he needs to be a high pick in, you know, super flex leagues. Um, quarterback is the most important position in this league. You know, we've seen people get cute and drop guys like Justin Herbert and, you know, Josh Allen or, you know, guys that just we don't think translate and they just end up doing it because, it's a crapshoot. No one knows how quarterbacks are going to develop. So I don't like Will Levis, but if he goes in the top five, top 10, he's going to be a high pick and someone that I definitely consider strongly at the spot. Yep. All right. Uh, let's move on to Chris. And again, I mean, so when we go back to the interview with Chris that I had, you know, we, we know that he likes, you know, SEC players, you know, guys and like in his conference and his, you know, down in his neck of the woods. But I don't see any great options, um, especially when you look at who might be best player available. Um, so I think he's going to go wide receiver here. And I think, you know, you kind of took the name of the guy that I was thinking of, but I think Jackson Smith and the Jigba, wide receiver at Ohio State, I think makes the most sense here. Um, just because I don't think a running back, you know, I think a running back will probably be the best player to pick in this spot. But I couldn't tell you who the the guy is right now, um, just based on how things are playing out. So until like the combine, I think right now a wide receiver looks like the the safest call here. So that's what I'll go with for Chris. Not a bad play. 
All right, and now pick an eight. I'm back on the clock uh, via Zane's pick. Uh, where are you going for me, Dan? I think this is a situation you absolutely want to have happen mm-hmm. is you maybe get the guy that could be a question mark. You watch um, the best player being taken, and then you can sit down and you can take uh, Kendra Miller. Okay. I mean, I just, I, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not doing a whole lot of additional things here, yep. but he's, he's looked good. TCU had a great run. Um, I mean, I think you've got two running backs you could go between, but I think Miller is the well-rounded of the two of them. Mm-hmm. Just because he had, he does have, you know, the yardage, the the additional yak, or I'm sorry, yards per carry. He's got the touchdowns. I, I like him there. I do. I think he's. I think Kendra Miller is your guy. Okay. I, I'm not sure if that's the direction I would go, but. Running back right now, I just after Robinson and Gibbs, it is just a crapshoot. So I don't think you can roll out Miller, but I also think there's probably three or four other guys still in in play um, as potential options. So um, yeah, I don't I don't hate it. All right. Um, all right, at nine we have Steve on the clock, uh, picking with Jair's pick, and I mean Steve's rebuilding. You know, looking towards the future. Um, I think best player available is the guy. And right now it looks like he's going to go in the first round and he's probably a little polarizing like Will Levis, but I'm going to go Anthony Richardson quarterback from Florida. Um, just tantalizing upside. Um, it, it, very similar to like what we saw last year, like people talking about like the idea of like Malik Willis, but Richardson is like a f- way more freakier athlete and just built like a fucking tank. So if this actually does happen and he does go in the first round, um, he might go high. He probably will go higher than this. But I think for where Steve at, is at with his team, you know, swinging for upside, you know, at the quarterback position with a quarterback that has the rushing upside, I think it makes a lot of sense here. So uh, I'd go with Anthony Richardson. Okay. All right. You're back on the clock for Mr. Nick Ruth. Uh, he's picking uh, with Stefan's pick here. Yeah. So this is an interesting pick for me because I think Nick can go a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. But I think the best pick for Nick without giving away my my other guy, <laughs> Zach Charbonnet. Okay. The, we have the Pac-12 love. Granted, it's not Arizona, but we have a running back here, which helps Nick kind of clean out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think this is the this is the best pick for him in this kind of situation. He is a receiving back. 60 out of 69 targets. 501 yards college guy yes i think this is a great and we know we all know when nick says it running backs are a dime a dozen in this with no longevity but with nick's roster this is a he needs them he's at the point you know the rebuild is just about done running backs are a must um whether it's in the rookie draft with these two picks or it's via trade like nick is going to be adding running backs i i believe at least I would agree here. I think this is why I picked Charbonnet. Okay. Um, all right. Steve's back on the clock uh, with Adam's pick. And I'm going to roll with, again, kind of best player available. Um, well, actually, no, I'm going to call him Audible. I don't think this is the best player available, but I think this is going for a position from a rebuilding perspective that I think makes sense to go with um, just because of the scarcity of it. So I'm going to go with Michael Mayer. 
tight end for Notre Dame. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily the best player available right here, but in a tight end premium league, you know, rebuilding, you know, tight ends could maybe take like a year or two to really shine and get it to like a premier, like um, scoring production standpoint could make sense for Steve's rebuild. Um, you know, it'd be nice to have a tight end just locked and loaded for your core. Um, so why not go with the rookie, uh, the clear, seemingly uh, best tight end on paper here and Michael Mayer. Yep. I don't, I think that's a solid, solid pick right there. All right. Uh, you got the last pick in the, the first round um, and Chris is on the clock uh, with the champions pick, uh, Mr. Sam, uh, where are we going to wrap yeah. up this first round, Dan? I think you just at this point in time with this is your third pick. If you're not trading it, if you're not moving on, this is from his it, fourth pick. Fourth pick. I'm sorry. This is four picks in the first round. Uh, I'll take Jordan Addison. Yep, I, that that's who I thought the best player available was. But yes, yeah, I, I think called a little bit here. of an audible. You, and you, and I think you're right. But I think taking Mayer here. I think when you look at Chris's team, does Chris necessarily need Michael Mayer? He's got Dawson Knox. Bob Tunyon, who knows, with Ferguson is going to be interesting depending on what um, Dalton Schultz does in the offseason. Yeah. John Smith, I don't think, is the way to go. So if if Mayer's on the board here, I think Mayer's the pick. With what we've just done, Mayer coming off the board, best player available, Jordan Addison, strengthen the wide receiver depth that you have mm-hmm. and and do what's best with your team to potentially move young free agents to continue to grab additional pieces that you can use going forward. Yeah, no, I agree totally. Um, and, you know, it's just fun because looking at just who's still available, um, it's, I mean, this class is looking pretty strong. I know some people are down on it. Uh, when you read online, there's a lot of doom and gloom, but it seems maybe after B. John, there isn't like a ton of super duper elite top end talent, but it seems like there's just some nice depth throughout this first round and now into the second round. Like there's there's some good players available here. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. Obviously, I got a couple picks in the first, a couple picks in the second, so I've got a lot of extra skin in the game, but I'm really curious to see how this draft process plays out and the combine and, you know, the juicy rumors and how everything goes because it could be fun, but at the end of the day, we just drafted four quarterbacks in the first round. We drafted four running backs, one tight end, and three wide receivers. Pretty, pretty interesting. Yep. And I think there's, I mean, we're obviously early. There's going to be a lot of movement. Oh, yeah. How many, I think we're out of these see... 12 guys, if you get, how many do you think go in the first round of the actual draft about four months from now? Um, Robinson, yes. Young, yes. Stroud, yes. Gibbs, no. You don't think he goes in the first round? of our, No, no, in our draft. Oh, in our draft? In our draft. Yeah, yeah. In the first 10 round. 10 of the 12, easy. If not 12 of the 12, I think. Oh, no. No, I I think 10 of 12 is my pick. Okay, I've heard. Do you think? Yeah, sorry. I'm going to go 8 of 12. Oh, all right. Interesting. How many trades do you think happen in the first round of this draft? Um, hmm. I think between now and, like, the completion of it, or like just like during like the live draft. So how I many, think how many first round draft picks get traded before the end of the first round? I think you. Uh, you cut out. I didn't hear the number. 
I think four get traded. Excuse me. I'll go with three. Okay. Ran this down. Yep, 3.5. It's the over-under. Yeah. Um, okay, last last one. Okay. How many quarterbacks go in the first round? Of our draft? Of our draft. Three. I think, I, think, I think Richardson falls. I'm going to stick with four. I Richards, Richardson, I have a soft spot for. I just think the upside is just, I might be, you know, probably going to get hoodwinked, but I just, I think it's going to happen. So I'm going to stick with him. So I'm going to say four. All right. I mean, right. it's going to be interesting. We're going to have a, I mean, we'll obviously reconvene here as the off season progresses. Sorry, all you podcast fans. This is our off season. They get to go be a father. Ruth gets to be a father. I get to be a godfather. Granted, my job is fucking just encouraging stupid shit, but just show up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's the same thing with your kids. Isaac is going to learn the most amazing jokes in the entire world to tell you and Kay. It's going to be <laughs> fucking awesome. And I don't apologize for anything. Of course not. That's that's the part of the perks that you have with your job. It's the best job ever. But yeah, we're we're going on hiatus. We'll probably reconvene around. I don't even remember, like either free agency or the combine. Yeah, um, I mean, we're and, typically good, pretty much for probably one late February, maybe early March, and then we're a couple more as we lead up to the draft. Yeah, then yeah, probably middle of April we'll pick up a little bit more. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we'll we'll be off for the next couple of weeks, but. Um, yeah, we're in 2023, so um, let's see some moves. Um, only four first-round picks can get traded, though, um, preferably. Um, Three. So, <laughs> but, and yeah. I'm including myself in one of those. Oh. So, like, what happens, like, if you trade for, like, okay, what happens, like, this isn't going to happen, but if I trade six and eight for three, does that count as three first getting traded? Nope, it's just one. Just one? That's okay. That's how I viewed it is so like it's, just it's if, how many trades it's trade, not how many picks okay. are moved okay. it's how many trades are made gotcha which hints to say that you chris like there's a couple guys that i might be talking to that say hey like you can come up but i'm gonna take what you have right here right now <laughs> yeah fair enough just saying no you know, i got chris it chris isn't out there ruth isn't out there you're not out there like i mean there's a couple pieces that play into this mm-hmm I'm picking up what you're laying down. You want to move this back? I'm just saying I do. And don't lowball me either. Don't come in with none of this like bullshit Sam trade. I mean, I sorry, I didn't mean to call out people there. Um, <laughs> uh, just kidding, Sam. I love you. Congrats on the win, bud. Um, all right. Well, anything uh, as we wrap up this the season, the 2022 season? Um, last pod for a little bit, Dan. Anything you want to add before we close down? I'm going to finish on the most Danish thing that I can. Let's hear it. What is the background of your computer screen right now? Picture of my two sons. Oh, Jesus fuck. Okay. <laughs> we should probably end the pod right now. <laughs> what is yours? It is Anna Kendrick giving me the middle finger with the Marilyn Monroe dress up. Like where she's trying to hold her dress down. I see nothing wrong with any of those. I'll send you a picture afterwards. Uh, yeah. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas. Have a good off season. Let's have some good trades. Keep dialogue open. Um, let's. No one wants to be caught off guard when someone sees 
Patrick Mahomes moved for a first round pick. Let's keep keep conversations open. But until next time, everyone have a safe and enjoyable rest couple of weeks, months, and we'll be back at it soon. Peace.